We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley with the biggest stories of the day. It's the Big 3 at 3. Number 1. All right, uh, as it is Reaction Monday, presented by Tarasco Steak and Seafood. Before we get to number one, uh, Clint, I'm sorry. Did you all see this throw Caleb Caleb Williams made in the uh, in the Cod Bowl, USC Tulane right now in the Cotton Bowl? Uh, better, better game than most thought it'd be. Yes, I know many of you all want the Texans to draft somebody else other than a, a quarterback, so you could wait on Caleb Williams. And I understand. This kid, the kid is talented. You just don't know what's going to happen if he's going to be there. So you got to go grab your guy now. But he just made a throw. You said it. Like when you talk about people comparing people to Patrick Mahomes, you'll get that a lot. Josh Allen, like he just made a throw that legitimately spinning away, running completely to the sideline, opening his hips like a shortstop, and gunning it on the sideline for a touchdown. About 25 yards. It was just insane. That dude, that dude is going to be, uh, he's going to be special. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I know the Texans. I I mean, if he was coming out, he'd be over everybody. Oh, no question. No yeah. that, no question about it. I, I think he's one that they're throwing the generational talent around for. Of course, he having been in the league for, if he wouldn't, I mean, been in college ball, lighting it up for over a year now with his time at OU last year and now at, at USC. If he wouldn't have left OU and people didn't really know how this transfer to USC was going to go, the generational talent thing would be th- would be a lot louder right now. It's just a matter of time. This, this that's the freak that's going to be not from a size and a physicality standpoint, but when I'm just talking about the arm. The arm is what's going to be compared to Josh and and Pat Mahomes and and the freaks in the game because it's not only crazy arm talent. It, it th- there's there's a combination of talent and arm strength that's just unbelievably rare. Like literally. The minute he signs an NFL contract, he'll be a top five guy. From a, from a skill, from an arm talent, arm arm strength combination, he he'll be that kind of guy. It's it's freakishly freakishly talented and strong. Yeah, he's nasty. Uh, and uh, that throw, he'll that'll be shown all all night long as well. It should on, be on on the highlights. But something that will not be shown all night long is um is the Texans as they they lose their final home game on Fan Appreciation Day. They lose thirty-one to three, uh, and um, this is the first time, right? This is the first time they have lost a game by more than eighteen points this year, which is kind of odd uh, when you think about some of the embarrassing moments they've been able to slide in late with some scores because uh, it was thirty to nothing against Miami, and I'm telling you that game was never close, despite what Lovey Smith said after the game. But I think now we're moving to a space now where they got two wins now, one more to go. And uh, and if they lose, they uh, they sure uh, they seal up the uh, the number one overall pick. That, but the move is what are they going to do with the head coaching situation? Because we've heard a lot of things of, hey, hold on, they really like Lovey and the team has played really well down the stretch. Will they keep Lovey? 
I think that's that's where the mind moves next, Clint, is what is the process? What is the move? What are we going to be looking at this time next week, next Monday on a reaction Monday? Are we going to be looking at the Texans moving on from Lovey Smith? Yeah, I don't. I'm not convinced that they're going to go either way at this point in time. I, I think Lovey's Lovey's faith is 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 is, or is his his job ultimately is tied to um, is tied to whether the Texans have a really good grasp on what they want to do, who's available, who they want to go after, who they want to interview. Um, I really do think his fate is tied to that. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I think, I think that's, and I say that thinking, okay, that's the best thing for the organization is to make sure you got all your ducks in a row before you just go. Like you can't fire Lovey Smith and go hire another bridge of gap. Like that, that can't be an option. You can't fire Lovey Smith and botch another, another process. Like the ultimately, I think. I don't know whether Nick Casario is going to move on from Lovey Smith or not, but I, I think that we whatever the whatever decision is already made, I don't think that they need another game to evaluate to decide whether they want to keep him or, or can him. And when it's all said and done, um, I, I think it is is heavily influenced, um, if not one hundred percent dictated by how they feel about the candidates that are are potentially out there. Glenn, I think part of it has to matter to their consumer, which is the fans, which is you all who are listening and texting and calling in that are at the games. It has to be a part. That has to be a part of the situation. And, Clint, yes, as you said, boy, they can't botch another one. They can't do all that. You look at what they've seen in these in, the, in some of these home games this year and their final home game yesterday where – Either people made business decisions to do something else, which I don't blame them, or Jacksonville fans, which seem like they outnumbered Texans fans again. And that has probably happened four or five times, if we're just being honest, this year. And this one, to me, was 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 even worse. And it looked really bad. It was half empty, and the fans that were there seemed to have a lot of teal and black on more than, than Texans fans. And it ain't Texans fans' fault. But I think when you're looking at what they're going to do next Monday and what they're going to do moving forward. The fans have to be a thought process of that, Clint. And, boy, I just don't know what bringing Lovey Smith back does in terms of galvanizing your fan base and having excitement oh, yeah. to go. You know what I mean? No, no, yeah, look, There's I, look, nothing I, that does. I, I am, I'm with you, show. I'm, I'm 100% with you from a standpoint of uh, there's nothing on the field that tells me that he, bringing him back is so going go to move that. you in the yeah. right direction. There's nothing. There's nothing from a fan's perspective, in terms of having hope and this, seeing this organization kind of behind all the smoke and mirrors, moving in the right direction. Yeah, there, there's nothing out there. To me, the only thing, again, that that the only thing that that results in Levy being here is that the organization doesn't feel like the guys that are available right now either either are actually available and or would even entertain the Texans. And and so that to me that's. That's where this head coach search is going to end up going, or um, I guess it's not a search yet, but but where this head coach situation is going to end up going is if they if they've got a good pool of guys, then then I think they'll move on from Lovey. If not, then they better hang on to the bridge the gap coach they got right now. Yeah. I think you said it earlier today, and and there there is as I said there's it is more than just about improving the product you know on the field which they desperately do. Like they're, I don't know, man. 
I don't know that they're losing fans, like Texans fans losing them. They're losing the interest of them. They're losing the thought of let's go buy season tickets. I've seen multiple people come up and down this trailer wheel and frame text line and say that they, they're not renewing their season tickets. I've seen that several times. I think they know what's happening. I mean, and they can try with the, the new uniform stuff. It seems like a cool thing, and the H-Town stuff is really cool. But they, they have to do something to get – you said it earlier, hope. Lovey, you you said that right now you don't – it is hard to have hope for this, this organization right now. There is no way in hell – I know Tyler would say it too. I hate to speak for him, but I think I can. There is no way in hell that Lovey Smith returning, I think, brings hope. To the fan base and it's no no i i agree wholeheartedly i i wish i could disagree i wish i could sit here and tell you no nah, that, that just hey they're doing some good things uh schematically they're doing they're, they're, they just need more talent i wish i could sit here and tell folks that and the reality is is i can't yeah yeah it's uh it's a it's a sad it's a sad situation and monday will tell a lot we'll see what happens next week and moving forward in terms of what the Texans do. Somebody just texted in. I know I'm missing something. I feel like I've seen this a lot. Why why do the Tex why have the Texans not sewed up the number one pick yet? That damn tie, folks. <laughs> that week one tie only yes, they the Bears Are did you beat me. No, Linda. Yes, the Bears did beat them. But they have that they're only a half game in front of the Bears. If they win and the Bears lose that tie, even though they'll both have three three wins, that tie yeah. puts them behind the Bears, and the Bears would be. And then the, the you know the first thing people say is, well, you got they got Justin Fields, so they're not going to draft a quarterback. Well, they, the the odds are they would trade out of that position, knowing that whoever selects there is going to take a, a quarterback, and oh, so yeah. the Texans would lose the their, their really the ability to have their pick. They may still get their guy if they do indeed want to go quarterback. They may still get their guy, but. Uh, they lose the ability to to uh, to, to hand selecting. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see what what happens moving forward. But the Texans, uh, that's disappointing too, man. Uh, you all that uh, shout out to every one of you guys that that bought tickets that made your way to games this year. Um, that's that's a tough one to watch your team not win a game at home throughout the entire season, and that's what yesterday solidified as the Texans don't win uh, this year. Just changes have to be made. You you just can't. You can't go to and whatever the hell they're going to go and not win home games and just keep it moving. Some things you just don't do. That's right, loves. Big three and three, number two. I like calling them loves. All right, Uh, Clint, uh, this has been announced. Uh, Bryce Young, and not just Bryce Young, but Will Anderson, also the uh, the, uh, defensive lineman, defensive edge rusher that's going to go top five. And then Gibbs, the running back as well for Alabama. All three of them have declared themselves into the uh, 2023 draft. Hell, two of those guys are guys that you could potentially see playing for the uh, for the Texans, but all three of them, I'm telling you, it, it's crazy. All three of those guys would be great, could be great fits for the Texans. Obviously, I think the, 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 uh, the quarterback is most important uh, there with, with Bryce Young, but not ex- not unexpected, but all three of those guys are going to be in the draft, and um, and those are guys that you potentially could look for with the Texans at, at some point. Well, with, with the Texans having 
all the draft capital that they have. I mean, these guys are – hell, they're all attainable if they wanted to, if they wanted to get aggressive. Yeah. Um, but, but I, look, I, I think – I think when you talk about – we've talked about Bryce Young at length. When you talk about Will Anderson, the Texans obviously need an edge rusher. I think he's going to be the best edge rusher that's 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 out there, uh, at least come draft time. I don't know what how, how it's going to play out in the league, but but he's definitely going to be, um, I, well, I would think, the number one edge rusher out there. Um, the the Jalen Carter kid out of, out of Georgia that's an interior defensive lineman is going to be in the talk of that top three as well. But, um, you know, so, so the Texans could use him um, – I think Jameer Gibbs is a guy that if he slips in the draft because of some other backs and, and maybe kind of how he's couched or pigeonholed as a more of a third down back, more of an Alvin Kamara type back, mm. he, he may could slip into the second. Maybe. I, I'm totally I'm, – I'm just shooting from the hip here. Haven't seen any mock drafts with him. Um, but I would imagine that he would be um, a guy that could potentially fall. And if he does, boy, he would be a, a hell of a one-two punch. Yes. With uh, with Damian Pierce, that's here, no the question. type of guy, like yeah. like right there who catches the ball to the backfield. It'll be a what because like I, I wonder how many people view him as a three down back, which I think could could make him drop. Yeah, yeah. Um, which like to me in the second round, like I, I listen. I've listened. I've heard Landry and I've gone back and forth with B Scott about this talk about you know B John Robinson. Yeah, yeah. In in a second back, and they do. Uh, uh, they need another back, uh, but I don't think they need another back in the first round. I don't think they need to put one of their, their their draft picks in the first round. But a guy like that drops in the second round, you talk about as you said, what they do, yeah, is is something that makes a lot of sense in terms of Gibbs and Pierce. What they would do together as a one-two punch makes a lot of sense there, and I would easily drop. But you tell me, you tell me, hey, what are the Texans? Hey. We'll get Bryce Young with that first pick. We'll get Quentin Johnston out of out of uh, Ooh, TCU, out of TCU, or someone in the front seven that could be a big time uh, addition. And then in the second round, you got Gibbs. Yeah, man, that, that's um, I mean, that raises the talent and raises what you can do, like in a in a in a in a major way. And him in the second round, but more value yeah. to me. Than- well, I think if you look at. If you look at Damian Pierce and, say, Jameer Gibbs, I think both of those guys could be three-down backs. One of them fits more as a first, second down, third and short in between the tackle, and one of them fits as more of, of, of a scat back. So I, I think they, they could, in a pinch, be three-down backs, and they, they they do bring everything to catch the ball well out of the backfield. They, they, they can pass protect. But, boy, if you had two guys that in a pinch could do both but really had kind of kind of – their own individual roles with the team, boy, your run game would be sewn up. The running back position would be would be absolutely beautiful. So, yeah, on the heels of all the Alabama guys announcing their their draft eligibility, um, I, I would like to see see uh, as many of those guys in a Texans uniform as we possibly could. <laughs> Hell yeah! So uh, that is the latest. There is Bryce Young, as expected. Uh, he declares. So is Will Anderson. He declares as well. And Gibbs, the one to watch out. It'll, it'll be really interesting to see where he where he lands in the draft. Big three and three. Number three. All right, this has now been made official. Um, as uh, We're going to get some Saturday NFL action, including the one of the big games really in terms of uh, playoff uh, 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 situation, and that is Tennessee going to Jacksonville. We just played both of those, watched the Texans play both of those teams as they uh, beat the Titans two weeks ago and then. Uh, got embarrassed by the Jags yesterday. 
But uh, that game will be Saturday night, 7-15. That'll be uh, as uh, as they they played these last two teams, but this will determine who wins the AFC South and who gets that that playoff spot to host Uh, the game. Playoffs? And Clint already, Mike Vrabel, has announced that Josh Dobbs is going to be the starter. Uh, He started their last game, looked a lot better than what Malik Willis has, has shown against the Cowboys. So he is going to start in that game coming up against Jackson. Yeah, this is one of them dudes. The minute I saw him hit the waiver wire, I said, boy, if this guy gets past 32 teams, that'll be some GMs fired, man. I really like Josh Dobbs. You talk about a guy, um, no surprise last week versus the Cowboys, even though they did only score, I think, 13 points, and and um, they did lose that ball game. Yeah, some people uh, dropping the ball for him, too. Yeah, bro, he, but, but um, you talk about a guy, he was a Titan for eight days. He's a Titan, I mean, not quite Baker Mayfield's 48 hours, but he was a Titan for eight days and went in there and started a game against one of the best defenses in in uh, in, in the NFL right now. And, um, I mean, he held his own. I, look, he's just one of them cats that from a from a physical build perspective, he's got what you want, his ideal. From a mechanic standpoint, um, the, the, the stroke is natural. It's, it's as beautiful as you've seen. The powers, the effortless power is there. And – in today's game, they like that guy that's athletic enough to play a little bit off schedule. He he does that really well, also. So, um, I'm he's sh- an athletic cat. Yeah, yeah, yes, he is. I, I I am shocked that he's not a like a high valued backup, backup quarterback somewhere. Like somewhere, somebody said, "All right, this is the dude. He's our backup. We don't even have to have a discussion for the next four years about a damn backup. This is our guy." And, um, him bouncing around the league is crazy to me right now. But uh, he's he. I would. Here's the thing: is the Titans got a much better chance of him starting than than uh, Malik Willis starting. Way he's playing, yeah. yeah. Malik has been uh, just clearly looks like it's a it, it's above his head yep. right yep. now. And yep. He doesn't he doesn't get it. It it'll be interesting to see because Mike Vrabel just treated that Dallas game like <laughs> like a preseason game. Yeah. He didn't. He held Henry out. He held Jeffrey Simmons out. Held a lot of guys out of that game. It's a good point. It'll be interesting to see what yeah. Dobbs does with Henry in the ball game. With Henry in the yeah. game, and 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 your your guy Burks uh, had a had a couple of drops in that game. We'll see uh, how much how Damn much it, open Trey. he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he struggled a few times. But I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see because Jacksonville they've been playing really well of late. Well, obviously we got a chance to see them yesterday. But to me, it feels like Jacksonville should win that game, right? Like they, at mm-hmm. home. The quarterback situation, I understand what Derrick Henry Henry means. It feels like Doug Peterson should have that team win that game. Yeah, you would think so. Right, like to me when it's just a town, it feels that way. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I, I look over to Jeffrey Simmons and Landry, those guys on the defensive side of the football, and I go, man, Jacksonville ain't got that. But Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson seem to be rocking and rolling. So, I, look, I personally, too, yeah. I personally would like to see – the Jaguars. I would, too. I would like to see them go ahead and get up, get over the the hump there, get into the playoffs, and kind of establish themselves as the leaders in this division. Again, I'm just fans of Doug Peterson. I'm, I'm a fan of, of Trevor Lawrence, but but for for me, it, it, it's it's so like as a Texans fan, you watch the dysfunction that was last year in in Jacksonville with the coach kicking the players and all the kind of all the kind of crap that was going on with Urban Meyer. And you hire the right coach. Now they, they had their quarterback in place, but but you hire the right coach. You get your quarterback in this year's draft, or even in free agency. And boy, you could turn the corner really quick if you don't get them things right. It don't matter what what else you got. Jags did it. Giants did it. Washington's doing it. Yeah. It, Miami did it. Miami. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you. I just don't want any part to seeing Josh Dobbs in the playoffs. 
That's just where I am. That'd be it. <laughs> I just don't don't want any parts yeah. of seeing Josh Dobbs or Malik in a playoff game. The only right. reason I'd like to see this because I, I think Josh would get a lot of love because of it. Other than that, I agree with you. Not I'd, really. I'd rather see Trevor. The entertainment value. Yeah. No, yeah. I'd rather see. All right, all right. Uh, we do this every uh, every Monday after the game. Our IW Marks Jewelers Gym of the Game. Yesterday was another tough one, but we've grown accustomed to have to deal with the tough ones. We got you coming up next. We'll tell you who our MVPs were from yesterday. All of that coming up next on The Drive. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's a Reaction Monday on Sports Radio 610. Here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint said he had never heard of it. Tyler, I said it to Tyler too. I never heard of it. I do. I honestly think it is a Midwest thing. I'm just seeing this. We used to. That was in the 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 lineup of lunch: chili and cinnamon roll. What the that, hell? Never. So that's the, the, uh, the picture was on the same plate. Like it, it would chili be a, it and would, cinnamon rolls. It would be a bowl of chili, and then like on the other section. Thing on the plate, it would be a cinnamon roll. That's like that, disgusting. That came. That was a combo that came. I mean, you don't dip it in or anything. I'm, well, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Paul, Paul used to dip his in. Paul oh, Paul, like, Paul, you're Paul, nasty, man. Paul was Is that purple drink? <laughs> no, Paul was an interesting character. Well, I'm just glad we made it through with Paul. <laughs> Paul was a guy who was on the football team that feared no physicality. Purple drank. Yes, a little nuts. Guy led with the crown of his head all the time. He would have been ejected in a lot of games, but. Yeah, man, I, I oh that was that. Much, I think it is a Midwest thing. I I do. I, I've seen a lot Ugh. of people, but that was. But give you a bowl of chili, cinnamon roll. That was a that was in the lineup. That was a combination. It's so nasty. Yeah, I've never even seen it. Never heard of it. I I am a fan of both. I mean, a huge fan of both. I'm being completely honest. The middle of the the heart of a cinnamon roll. Is is that's something else? It's tough. It's tough to beat for me. I mean, you had don't all the sweet breakfast items and the pancakes, the donuts, the waffles, all these. The centerpiece, the center cut of a of a really well done, not well done as in like like overdone, just like well like prepared the right way. The heart of a damn uh, cinnamon roll is tough to beat, and and a, a great bowl of chili. Yeah, when it, when it gets chilly outside, is absolutely phenomenal. Y'all put beans in your chili. Yes, Tyler, you put beans. I don't in your like chili. chili. Tyler doesn't like chili. I, found I know. I know, and I I will take the look you're giving me right now, Clint. I know it's a little odd. I can't even look at it. For I'm giving trying, our, uh, How about our geographical white chicken spot. chili? I, I How about white chicken chili? Would you I don't like any chili. Any? You don't do chili dogs? Don't no, do. I'm not a big chili fan. I know. I, I just, I mean, I, I told myself one of my New Year's resolutions was going to be, I, I'm going to be nicer to Tyler on air. And you make it a difficult. You did First, good. I, you I'm did. an hour and a half in the damn show. Did you make that resolution? You, yes. And you hit me in the face with, I don't like chili. 
show you kinds. didn't make that resolution because you could be a hell of a lot nicer to me too. Yeah, if anybody needed to do, I, like I just do it for personal reasons. I think it's pure. I think, I think the way you, that I, I treat, think you should probably apologize. I think the way that I treat Tyler, I'm very comfortable and happy with. Hold on, so. <laughs> But nobody ever hears that. <laughs> what? Just me, it's just me being mean to Tyler. I mean, that, you're the one who wore those sidewinder-ass shoes. It wasn't no that sidewinder. was Larry. It wasn't Tyler. Tyler like, just kept it. Like, what do you do with this? Someone texted, show you don't put beans in your chili. Huh? Like, how do you... <laughs> <laughs> like... Okay. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> you're right. He's lying about that. <laughs> like bold-faced lie. In, just bold-faced lie. Oh, damn. About, so... Yeah, man, try it out, though. That, that was a combination we had a lot of. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's anyone on the text line that said, I've never seen that in my life. By, by the way, I'd never seen it until you showed it to me. Yeah, um, never, even, never even heard of it, yeah. much less seen it. I was um, always on the combo. By the way, on, on your on your, your uh, trailer wheel and frame text line? Yes. Um, while I was out, did you did somebody call you a titty baby on that, on that uh, text line? No, but I heard about that. Who told you? She called? I heard about the titty baby. Did she call? No, I just heard about it. Just uh, you know, I got got people out there. Somebody told you about it. My mom came. I came. My mom came over one day and she's like, "Did you hear show today?" I said, "No, mom. I, I was I was out in the yard or something." I said, "What do you got?" And I can't remember what you were talking about. It, it was something something that. Oh, it was it was the notes. It was the somebody erasing your your notes oh, in the yeah. deal. And she said, "I turned it on." He was going on and on and on. I said, "Well, mom," I said. I mean, clearly it's doing the work. You, you listened to it then, and now, you, now you're now you talking to me about it. Clearly it worked. It got your ass, didn't it? She said, oh, I text in. I said, you, I said, wait, 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 what, mom, what'd you do? She said, I texted the show. I said, you mean the text line? She said, yeah. I said, mom, you can't be doing that. I said, what'd you do? She said, I just called show no titty baby, told him to quit whining. <laughs> yeah, I said, oh, I saw that. When she told me she texted, I didn't think she had, I didn't think she knew. I mean, obviously she listens, so she knows what the text line is, but I, I didn't. I didn't think she knew what the hell, how to get make it all happen. It's that's good. scary to think that she got a. Oh, I bet that's not her first rodeo. Oh, I, oh no, no, she she met, sounded she sounded like an old veteran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does. <laughs> She's probably been. I'm gonna learn that. Right. Slide over there and find your ass. <laughs> Text line. I moved from Montana. I moved to Montana from Houston, and they made me eat chili and cinnamon rolls. Trust me, it is great. Chili and cinnamon rolls is actually a northern thing. The cinnamon roll cleans the palate. From a good bowl of hot chili. Really? I know, like I, I, I remember that. That was. I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna explain how fat I I was. That I may have known what was coming down the pike each week. I kind of got the pattern. I knew chicken nuggets with mashed potatoes was on Thursdays, and uh, <laughs> during the winter months that chili, that chili and cinnamon roll was on Tuesdays. Really? So like, oh yeah. That was. Yeah, Where did Teresa pick that up? As, as in case this was no, this was it. School. Oh, at school. At school, at every piece of every elementary, like middle school, high school, they uh, that was always in, that was in the lineup. I'll be damned. Yeah, you learn something. Was right. not in the lineup at uh, Lamar. <laughs> uh, I don't think it was in the lineup. Maribou anyway. B. Lamar or uh, or Horseman Junior High. It was not, Bob. All right, all right. Let's let's do this. Our IW Marks Jewelers Gym oh, of yeah. the game. Uh, who you who you got? Uh, this well, was a tough one. Thirty-one I mean, to three. Um, it, it was a well. Again, look. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to resort to weenie dogs. I'm, I'm not going to give good. it. I'm not going to give it to Cecil, even though he Richard. looked he looked clean in, in that uh, in that in that, that uh, oiler blue. That's right. Um, looked really really good. 
Uh, can't believe we don't have we haven't received one of those shirts or or, or hoodies yet. By the way, but uh, I'm sure we will. Get every piece um, of that merchandise. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, so I, I I left Cecil and the Weenie Dog off the off the list. I, I'm going with uh, the only guy that scored any points, Bob. I'm going with Kaimi Fairbairn. First drive of the second half out of the locker room. They move the ball a little bit. They move it just enough to. Uh, to give Kaimi Fairbairn a chance. I think they were down 28 zip at the time, uh, but they shoot Okaimi out there and and uh, he knocks down a 56 yard field goal. To bring the Texans within 25 points and to give them their only scoring play of the day. So I'm going with Kaimi Fairbairn as my IW Marks Jewelers gym of the game. He's had a pretty good year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I. 56 yarder. Yeah, it was it was a hell of a kick. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. He he's got the long ball, man. All right, I'm gonna go with Obo Obo Okoronkwo. Uh, he's he's actually had a. You're just showing off at this point. <laughs> just like, <you> know, <laughs> I got one in me, so it'll be Obo the rest of the way. But look, uh, he's had a pretty good run here of, of late. Anyways, he's had multiple sacks. I think this. I think he, he got another sack yesterday. I think it's oh, like yeah. five sacks in in the last four or five weeks. For uh, for Oboe and also another big hit, and I know you know it because he's got he's got a celebration that he has really worked on. He just stands right there, cross those arms across the chest, and just starts shaking his shoulders real hard. That's what he does right there. And yeah, he just, he just hits it. You can see it go. So I, I mean, that's a he's been a he's been a standout here of late, and now he's gotten some time, and it's good to see improvement over the year because at the start of the year, he was. The physicality was a problem for him, and he yeah. was getting—he uh, was not effective. And he was not—he's not been good against the run. I, you know, I, I think when you look at what he was able—he's been able to do recently against the pass. I mean, he strikes me as a like a Jacob Martin type player, that's where what, that's kind of a pass rush specialist. Where, um, you know, you, you get him in the right, keep him in the right situation, don't expose his flaws, and, and not consistently, and not against the wrong opponent, and he can help you win some ball games. And I, I think they've—they've they've done a good job of that as of late. He's obviously gotten better as well against the run and kind of playing more instead of being just a a, a situational guy. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, look, I, I'm not a big fan of the dancing and stuff like that when you're down 28 and a fourth. But, but, uh, to they each, were really doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're taking pictures when we're down. We're, we're dancing when we're down. I, I just – I, I'm at I'm at that point, you know where I stand. So I, I kind of like to see a little bit. Like I like Jerry and, Hughes kicking over over water buckets and things of that nature. Which, by the way, I heard Jerry Hughes went crazy on the sideline. I didn't see it, but I, but I, I heard again. about Lovey, it. So. Lovey spoke about it. I great I greatly I, I rather, I'd rather see those kind of things than 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 photos and and, and uh, dances and stuff like that. But the generation we're living in, man, make a play. Look at me, baby. No matter what score. And is. listen, I you know I I, I kind of got that in me. Oh, there ain't no doubt. I didn't like that either. Well, when, when, when Jalen Petrie and them, when they got that interception and they took off right. and ran down. And, Whole crew. And about 28 to 3 or something like that at that time. And they all ran down there and celebrated like, man, if y'all don't, if y'all don't walk y'all asses back to that bitch. I mean, I I, I, I get it, but come on. Yeah, you, you got I mean, you got to think. Like, I just – and and I didn't enjoy I, – I, I have admitted, like, I, I did not have the ability – to mentally play the game and enjoy the game the way guys do now. Like, I didn't realize how special the things were in college ball and even in Dallas when I got the opportunities until you go back and you kind of you, you see it from a distance. Then you go, damn, that was pretty big time, right? Yeah. So, I, 
I understand where kids nowadays want to try to enjoy the moment, but I there's something about when you're just getting absolutely drugged. Like I, I I want I want that to be on the forefront of your mind, even when you make a good play. Just hand the ball to the official, get to the sideline, and, and let's acknowledge what the hell's going on in the stadium. Yeah, I, I, I would probably be in such irritation. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, y'all go take a picture if you yeah, want. I'm going to be over here on the sideline. I'm going to go off. All right, uh, coming up, college football championship game comes up on Monday, but we got to get through this playoff because those were two of the best games uh, that, that yeah. we've ever seen when it comes to the college football playoff. And that hadn't been long, but those games – were both uh, ones you couldn't turn away from. 13-and-a-half-point favorite, George, is? That feels a little strong, really. Who willing to put a little money on that? Tyler, I know you are. We'll discuss that coming up next. It's a Reaction Monday on Sports Radio 610. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Bowl season in full effect. USC about to flip this game over. Couldn't say what I really wanted to say. <laughs> uh, Caleb Williams going, man, y'all going to make me go back out there and do it again? Caleb, 108 left. Tulane is uh, is after, after oh, God, who knows what these two fools are saying. Robert Griffin in the pink double-breasted suit all day long. But, I mean, the way this game flipped, kickoff, guy fumbles it out of bounds at the one, then rolls it to a safety. They get the ball back, and now in a minute eight, like, I look like Caleb Williams has to be feeling the way that Vince Young used to feel at Texas. Like, hell, let me just go out on defense. <laughs> like, let me go, just let, let him me, score. Yeah, let me, let him score, or let me come out here and let me play safe. Yeah. Let me run out here. But, listen, uh, yeah, the, 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 the Cotton Bowl's going and the Rose Bowl a little bit later on today. and um, But nothing beats those college football playoff games. I said Friday uh, with Wade, Clint, I said I don't – I don't know which team will, but I felt like I did not think the two favorites were both going to make it. I, 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 I thought yep. Ohio State or TCU, one of them was going to get get one of them, and really both of them damn near got got, to be honest with you. And um, But I, I, I didn't – like Michigan, Ohio State was the only team they played worth the damn that, you know, would tell you something. And then, yeah. and then Ohio State, you know, the only team they played was Michigan. TCU, they come out, they 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 win the game from the jump. Uh, defensively, they scored twice, which were the killers, and Michigan's quarterback uh, just couldn't come through. I I wasn't really surprised by that game. The Ohio State game was a little bit surprising to me that Ohio State was able to hang in, especially with a lot of the, the, the players they lost. And to be honest, they controlled that game, and they got to be sitting there sick thinking that they should have won that game. Oh yeah, no question about it. I mean, there is there is no doubt about it. I, I, look, I I think if you if you look at the game, I felt I felt like TCU had a chance. Um, the the unknown about Michigan was JJ McCarthy, mm-hmm. right? In, in the in the game where they beat Ohio State, they they had two drives where they literally sustained a drive. One ended in a touchdown, and one ended in a in a touchdown where he ran it, and one ended in a field goal. Right, everything else. If you remember correctly, they had five plays of I want to say there were forty or more yards for touchdowns, and a couple of them were yeah, seventy plus yard runs. Plays. And they had five monster plays that swung that game, scoring plays that swung that game. Ohio State's defense, their defensive coordinator. Hell, if we're being honest, he they did some of the same things against Georgia. That's surprising. Just going cover zero and 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 giving the quarterback a pre snap read of Hey, I know I'm getting blitzed. 
but I know exactly where I'm going with the football. And and Stetson Bennett made him pay. Well, J.J. McCarthy made him pay as well. So I felt like in this particular ballgame, TCU-Michigan, if if there was a weakness on the Michigan football team, it was their quarterback and him being forced to go 8, 10, 12 play drives to win a ballgame and to outscore TCU's offense. And – now I didn't see him throwing two pick sixes, but but I I thought I thought if they get into a shootout or if they get behind where they kind of they get, they get uncomfortable running the, where they can't run the football, then this thing could get really really interesting. And TCU ultimately outrushed them, which was which nobody saw coming. Um, yeah, that little three three five people really yeah. thought that Michigan would be able to run through it, and then. Like, you just see things like down there the early in the game, they go for it on fourth down instead of running the football. Get too yeah, cute. They're, they're trying to get way too cute yep. to the Philly special that cost them. And, and I, I tell you what I love about TCU winning this ball game. I, I didn't have, other than it being a Texas school and the underdog, like I, I, I obviously root for Texas schools. Um, and, and I and I, I like the, the underdog. I, I like to root for underdogs. The, but the best thing about this ball game and TCU beating up on Michigan was – that now the the conversation around mid-tier universities that have great years can no longer be well they got they got to go undefeated and win their conference just to get in right it can no longer be well just because a team plays in the big 10 and everybody thinks it's a physical team well they're going to outfit cuz cuz what do we do did we did we did we make the mistake of thinking that Michigan was more physical than they really are or yeah. did we did we, we didn't make, know. We did, we, but, we, but, but at the end of the day, we didn't just find out that they're not as physical as we thought they were. TCU, a team that's supposed to be all finesse, playing a finesse conference where nobody nobody's physical, they went out there and rushed for more yards than Michigan did and, and outscored them, obviously. I just I think, I think this game in particular, I think it, even when the, when the college ball playoff goes from 4 to 12, I think this game – when it boils down to who gets in, that the last two teams, right? The conversations late in the year around who gets in, they've got they have to move from ah TCU man, they're in the Big Twelve, they're gonna have to go undefeated. Yeah. Nah, man, forget that. Like, I, like I, I'm just they show they I, could play with any of those any of those teams. That's it because you think think about it just to show what we've seen. Like they controlled it the whole way. They yeah, were leading the but whole Oklahoma's way. got in multiple times and got drugged. Right? They didn't. Even, they shouldn't even, physically shouldn't have been on the same field. Right, we saw Washington get in back when the, maybe it was in first year the the college football players thing, got him, yeah. and they got drug. Right, I, I think maybe may Oregon has gotten in a, a few times and had a couple of good showings. Uh, I, I think if, I, if that, my memory serves me correct, but but like they made it to the title game. Th- there's there's just one of those where you got to like the the mindset of saying teams aren't physical enough to 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 have to to be able to lose a game during the year and still get in. Or they're, they're excluded because they're, everything's the same and then we just all believe they're not as physical yeah, the, as Georgia and, and The Al- Pac-12 and Big 12, when they, in, the, in terms of the power yeah. five, when they lose a game, it's felt different than the, when the Big 10 and the – Agreed. Especially even, certain teams. Even when Michigan goes out there and gets drugged like they did last year. We're not talking about whether they got – you know the, the team and the, and the program's not as physical. It's, it's all it was a down year. Or, boy, they just got surprised. Or, boy, they weren't ready. I just I love TCU making it because now it's going to be awfully hard for me to listen to, oh well this conference or that, that conference doesn't play a physical physical enough brand of football or on the flip side of it like like the SEC as a whole or the Big Ten as a whole plays this physical brand of football. Look, 
Georgia is more physical than anybody out there, right? Alabama is no longer there. They 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 may be back next year, but they're they're not a team that out physicals people as much as they used to. But reality is, there's two or three teams every year. Ohio State could has the potential to do it, but let, let's stop excluding teams because they play in a certain conference, and let's stop let's stop giving teams. Like if I heard one more person give Michigan and Ohio State the benefit of the doubt this year because of because of who they are in history. It, it just makes me sick. So, TCU, I'm glad I tipped my cap, man. I'm glad that they were able to pull that thing off and, and win in the fashion in which they did. By the way, TCU, the way they way they won, and the way Georgia looked Saturday, Georgia looked very vulnerable. Agreed. I mean, they like they had to have some big-time things go in their favor. They had their, their tight end pull off a, a first down that didn't look like was one. It wasn't called one at first. They had um, – they had a, a they had a corner just fall down for Ohio State and they got him. A, they had a field goal that looked like me trying to hit a three iron. Yes, they, yes, they had the field goal that like they looked very vulnerable. But they are a thirteen and a half point favorite to start right now. I'm telling you, show this is going to be a better football. It, it's going to be a much better football game than than most think. Um, there's still a little. I think there's still a little hint of, and it's starting to get talked about a little bit. The more we the more we get four days of coverage leading up to a ball game with Georgia. They're they're no I mean obviously they're they're not who they were last year that that defense last year was a team that nobody was going to match their physicality but when you when you circle back to this year they may be a productive defense but they're they're not a, a physical presence that's going to I think be overwhelming to TCU I don't think they're going to do that on defense and if well, that's if they if Georgia can't over like if they can't overwhelm their opponent they're gettable. Yeah, they 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 didn't. That's a touchdown. They didn't. Um, they didn't. They weren't able to to hold down Marvin Harrison Jr. at all. And Quentin Johnston is a big yeah. body guy who was many people thought to be the top receiver coming out of this draft. They weren't able. They weren't able to do anything. And it was they were another thing. They were very fortunate that he was out the entire fourth quarter. Because there are probably big third downs that they didn't get. That, sure. That uh, you know he's he's there. So we'll see in the secondary how they how they do this. Are you willing to you willing to mess with that, Tyler? Thirteen and a half. That feels strong. It feels strong, for sure. Now but... I can in my mind see how Georgia dominates this. Like I I can go watch Tennessee. Exactly. I can go watch the Tennessee game. Yeah. But I you know you just wonder if that Georgia's if that Georgia is coming out because that's a high powered offense that. That that moves that they just dominated yep. and then they ran through, but I don't know, man. Thirteen and a half. That I, I think it's going to take. Look, I, I think it's going it's going to take something like what you saw this week with the couple of the pick six early, kind of you know, to change the change the flow of the game and and for TCU, I don't think it's just going to be a lineup low score and then be able to bang it out and end up winning that ball game. I think it's going to be it's going to take some big momentum swinging type of plays at some point in time. Uh, for TCU to 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 play with Georgia, but but I, I just don't think Georgia is as I don't think they have the same ability to overwhelm folks that they once had, which obviously Michigan didn't have that everybody thought they had. I don't think Ohio State has had it all year long. When you look at some, they, they've won a lot of games in the fourth quarter late. Games have been closer than they should have been with several teams that they should have just ran off the field. So we'll see how it all pans out, man. But that that was uh, I tell you it was a hell of a how about that? It was it, it, both both games come down to the last play of the game. And, and I mean, just just couldn't ask for a better championship weekend. No, it it, it was uh, it was amazing. How about this? Yeah, Tulane is about to beat USC. 
Tulane just threw a touchdown with eight seconds left in the ball game. With how this thing ended, they're up forty-five to thirty. USC was with about oh, okay. They, they if they botch this extra point, this is on you, Clint. They're up. They're up forty-five <laughs> to thirty with like five minutes left. Less than that, kicking off. Y'all didn't pay all that good money to go on down. No, to they were up forty-five thirty receiving the kick. Receiving the kick, yeah, right? wasn't that right? Just receiving the kick and fumbled it out of bounds at the one which led to a safety. Now they're down forty-six forty-five with nine seconds left. Boy, that escalated quickly. Caleb, man, come on, dog. These USC fans have paid that good money to go down to Dallas. Go, go to Dallas. Oh, they got their money's worth. This is yeah, this is one of these Southwest flights gets them back home. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you who got their money's worth. Them, them New Orleans folks and folks from down there in the, in, in the South Boot, baby. <laughs> yeah, uh, they did. Yeah, they did. They about to. They about to roll through, man. Now, c- congratulations. I love for this. I love for the Yomo, the uh, the old underdogs as you just talked about to get that through, man. I, Thirteen and a half. That's so damn disrespectful. I can't wait to see how Sonny plays this sucker. Show the, the the guy that you just looked over at me. The the two lane quarterback had completed four balls before the last drive. Yeah, four, four passes. Four, eleven. He was four of six in that last drive. <laughs> and a couple of fourth downs that he that he engineered. Oh, Look at Willie Fritz. Does yeah, Willie Fritz leave? He get a job. Oh, he's got to be on the short list of some of these programs. That I mean, maybe not the Wisconsin, and Nebraska's, but he's got to be. He's got to be on the short list of some of those. Higher level group of five teams. I don't know how. Oh, I guess no, you can't get know. much higher than, than than playing in a damn Cotton Bowl. And beating the the best quarterback yeah. and the best player in, in college football. Hell, hell, he should be on the the short list. Yeah, Nebraska should be knocking down the doors to get him. Oh boy, this is that's that's too bad. All right, <laughs> it's a reaction Monday, Clint. What you got coming? Yeah, up? man, it's a reaction Monday. The Texans got blown out by the Jags. Head coach Lovey Smith. He's on the hot seat and. Uh, Look, that's debatable, but the product that's on the field that I that I believe puts Lovey Smith solely on the uh, hot seat that's not not debatable at all. I'm gonna point a couple of things out for you guys, just a little food for thought for everybody out there when they're engaging in these conversations to move on from Lovey Smith or not. Just a little food for thought. I'll have all that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.